105.2 FM in East London. Okay, let's, while we're struggling to get hold of Alvira, maybe let's start talking football. Let's talk Euros. The Euros get underway tomorrow. I see that there has been uh, so much excitement here um, in the country, <laughs> obviously, with the, the Euros and I guess the lack of football at the moment. The seasons are coming to an end. So uh, we are building up to the Euros. Let's find out what we can expect from uh, Daily Telegraph writer Jim White, who's been kind enough to speak to us again tonight. Jim, thanks for talk, taking our call here in South Africa. Good evening from us. Good evening, Teresa. How are you? We're fine, thanks, uh, Jim. And uh, I would think England is delighted to be hosting the Games a year later, but the Euros are finally here. Yes, finally kicking off. Uh, The initial idea was that they were to be played all over Europe, um, some 20 centres across Europe. Um, The pandemic has reduced the numbers. Um, They're going to be kicking off in 11 different cities, but the majority of the Games are going to be played in England uh, including both semi-finals and the final at Wembley. And so does it feel more like a home Euros for England? It will. It will. And England have got all their games, bar the last 16, um, at uh, home at Wembley and in front of crowds. Um, yeah. You know, we've, we've been playing lockdown football all season, but crowds are now back. There will be up to 20,000 for their opening game against Croatia on Sunday. Uh, and I think there's a, a growing momentum within the country uh, and excitement, coupled with the fact that England have a, a, a really good, interesting, attacking young team. Before we get into the teams, Jim, there are 24 teams that will be cut to 16, so this means you can still finish number three and qualify, right? What do you make of that? Yeah, that's true. It's um, it's pretty hard not to qualify out of the group <laughs> stage. You'd be working quite hard not to. Um, you know, um, more than half of the teams are going to make it through. Um, 24 down to 16. So, you know, uh, I, I think... The, the, the traditional um, insistence is you can't lose your first game. In a knockout tournament, don't lose your first game. Actually, I think you probably can with this uh, Euros and still qualify. Well, I guess the one positive is that in that group of death, Group F, we could still see Portugal, France and Germany all go through to the last 16. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, that is some group, isn't it? Portugal, <laughs> France and Germany. I would say that's the two strongest teams, Portugal and France are the two strongest teams and Germany just have that incredible consistent record at every tournament so you can't write them off either Um, but I would suspect Germany will be finishing third but still as you say will be able to qualify for the knockouts. So overall who starts as favourites here? Is it the world champions France? Can they do another double having uh, having won the World Cup and the Euros in 98 and 2000? They are definitely the team to beat. They have everything. They have attacking pace uh, with Kylian Mbappe. They have the world's best defensive midfielder in N'Golo Kante. Uh, And then they've got a superb defence. So I think they're going to be really, really tough to beat. There are other good sides in there. Belgium are a very good side, although they'll be missing Kevin De Bruyne, which I think is a big loss for Mm. them. Um, You know, uh, never write off Spain. Portugal, wow, what players they've got. You know, they've got Bruno Fernandes, they've got Ruben Diaz, and of course, they've got Cristiano Ronaldo. He may be older than Methuselah, but he's still an incredible footballer.
And I guess it helps that uh, they are the defending champions, Portugal, and Ronaldo now has a supporting cast, as they call it, in Diego Jota, Bruno Fernandes, even um, Andre Silva was scoring goals in Germany. Yes, they're they're a really strong squad, actually, when you look at Portugal. And, and And they're full of really, really accomplished players who've played at the highest level, players who've been in Champions League finals, players mm. who've been in Europa League finals. So they've got, they're full of experience. And I think them and France are the, are the two sides that I would imagine will be fighting it out for the prize at the end. And not forgetting Bernardo Silva from Manchester City in that Portugal team. You've already touched on Belgium. I mean, they've been touted as this is the best generation of Belgian footballers in a long time. But do they need to win something now to be regarded as, as, as that good a generation? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we've been talking about Belgium for some time, certainly since the Euros in 2016. And then they were beaten by Wales, much to everybody's surprise. Then in the last World Cup, they didn't make it as far as everybody thought they would. And, and, and you know, they, they, they eventually uh, uh, lost out uh, in the semi-final to France. So, you know, they've not quite made it over the lip. So we will see. Uh, but when you've got people from top to bottom Thibaut Courtois in goal, Romelu Lukaku in attack. It is some side they've got. And you've already touched on the England side. It looks like a home, seems like, feels like a home Euro for them. But can England live up to the hype, Jim? My goodness, the build-up has been over the top again. Yeah, always. Come on, Tiso. We're English. We always go over the top. The expectations are really, really high. We start off by saying, oh, no, 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 we're not going to win anything. And then within about half an hour of talking about it, we're saying, yeah, 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 we can win it. We can win it. They've got some, Gareth Southgate's got some extremely good attacking players in Mason Mount, in Phil Foden of Manchester City, and Jack Grealish of Aston Villa, and Harry Kane. That is a powerful front four, not forgetting people like Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling, and Marcus Rashford, who could be sitting on the bench. The problem they've got is in defence. Harry Maguire is probably unlikely to start mm-hmm. um, on Sunday, probably unlikely to start in the group because of an injury he picked up for Manchester United towards the end of the Premier League season. And I do worry slightly about the goalkeeper. I think to win the Euros, you've got to have a top goalkeeper. Remember back in 1992 when Denmark did it with Peter Schmeichel in goal? I'm not sure Jordan Pickford is a man that's um, quite on the level of Peter Schmeichel. And Jordan Henderson, what's his injury status? Jordan Henderson played um, half of the final warm-up game against Romania the other day. Um, He's a very important player, uh, Jordan Henderson, in that he has experience. He's picked up the Champions League uh, trophy. He's picked up the Premier League trophy. He's a man who knows how to win. And I think that's an invaluable thing in, in the pitch. But whether he does more than play the occasional bit part, I'm not sure. I think if you look at um, defensive midfield, England are quite well blessed in Declan Rice and uh, Jude Bellingham. Um, only 17 Jude mm. Bellingham, but what a player, what a prospect he is I mean a a Rolls Royce of a footballer and I wonder whether Henderson is quite fit enough to uh, disturb them but maybe he'll play you know a a, a bit part he'll come on when we need to hold the game just to seal things up and, and and pass the ball intelligently he will play a part but I don't think he'll be a starter for England and after that World Cup semi-final appearance what what is the expectation from from the England fans of their team 
Oh, come on, to be so the expectation is that England are going to win it. But um, I, I don't think they will. I, I think um, Gareth Southgate has suggested they need to match what they did at the World Cup. If you remember the World Cup in Russia, they got very lucky with the draw. You know, they had pretty easy route to the semi-final. And even at the semi-final, they played Croatia and lost. And that was a big missed opportunity. This time, the draw could be savage. If they win the group, they're up against the second team in the group of death. That's a really, Ooh. really hard prospect. And, uh, you know, they, they, they're going to have to beat... Spain, they're going to have to beat Portugal, they're going to have to beat Germany, and ultimately, they're going to have to beat France if they win it. And that is a much, much harder ask than they had in um, 2018. So I'd be very, very surprised if they won it. Delighted, but very, very surprised. Okay, if you've just joined us, we're just catching up with Jim White just to get his thoughts on the Euros. You can send us your voice notes on 061-4104-107. We do have one here. Evening, dear member, Tulane from Holland. Top four, Euros, Spain, Netherlands, France, and Belgium. Final, France versus Netherlands. That's what I'm going with with the Euros. Okay, Tulani, you're a brave man. Thanks for that. And we haven't even touched on Spain. Jim, what about them? Because when they click, when they get it right, I mean, they're hard to beat, but they've also been rocked by COVID. Yes, and uh, there is apparently, uh, as you say, both them and Sweden have issues with uh, COVID. Several of their players have tested positive, so it's caused problems within the camp. These guys have had to go into isolation. They're not the team they were uh, sort of five or six years ago. You know, they've they've Mm -hmm. lost a little bit of that touch. They haven't got Sergio Ramos at the back Mm -hmm. commanding things. Um, They've got four centre-backs who are very, very inexperienced. Uh, I don't think they are the force that they once were. They'll still be good and they'll definitely qualify out of the group stage. I can't see them going all the way. Your your, um, listener there mentioned the Netherlands. Again, I'm not sure about the Netherlands. You know, I think they're a bit flaky, oddly. Um, They do have some good players, but... uh, I, 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 I fear that they'll have their usual Netherlands implosion somewhere along the line. What, well, you've already touched on Germany. How far do you see them going as the manager's last game in charge? He's been in, his last tournament in charge, rather. He's been in charge since 2006, Joachim Love. Hey, incredible, uh, incredible um, that he's he's been in charge for so long, and they have got some fantastic players from um, the the best goalkeeper in Manuel Neuer, Tony Cruz. Uh, they've got Serge Gnabry up front. They they have got really good players, but don't forget they lost to North Macedonia in the World Cup qualifier recently. Yes. So they're not invincible. It is Germany. It is a tournament. They always succeed in tournaments. Um, But they aren't quite the force they were. It's a bit like Spain. You're looking at, at, at people coming in for legends and not quite living up to them. Um, I'm not quite sure they'll they'll do it. Definitely qualify, possibly make the quarterfinal, but I'm not sure they're going to go all the way. And they were also hammered 6-0 by Spain, of course. Any surprise packages for you? Who can do a Denmark 92 here? Well, Denmark. Oh, really? I think Denmark could do it. Um, With the Schmeichel in goal. 
They've got a smuggling goal. Exactly. <laughs> They've got a smuggling goal. And, um, you know, I, 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 I think they could. I think they could. They've also got a bit of home advantage. They're playing mm. quite a few of their early games in Copenhagen. I think they've got a side that, that, that could, could actually make a few surprises. They're very well organized, very well drilled and very together. Um, so you know, if you're if you're looking for an outside bet, Denmark might not be a bad one. What about boring, boring Italy? Yes, now Italy are an interesting one. Uh, they um, have got some really strong defenders, as as you would imagine. Mm. Chiellini is still there. How these Italian defenders <laughs> seem to go on forever, I don't know. But Giorgio Chiellini still there, despite having been. Um, attacked by, uh, uh, um, you know, in, in, in the past, so many forwards mm. have had a go at him and he still keeps going. Quite an incredible force of nature. The goals are always an issue for Italy, though. Mm. I wonder whether they've got anyone who's going to score the goals that they need. But, you know, Italy always a force. You know, we, we're talking here about how many good sides there are uh, in, in, interesting. The Euros is a very hard tournament to win. Sorry. People say it's harder than the World Cup yeah. simply because you're more likely in the early stages to meet a tough opponent. Uh, and that's the issue. And finally, Wales and Scotland, are they worth a mention tonight? I hope so. Um, Scotland have never qualified out of the group stage in any tournament they have played in. And they haven't played in a tournament since... 1998. Um, I was talking to uh, Gordon Strachan, who used to play for them and was the manager, actually. And um, he was saying that when he played in the um, World Cup in 1986, half the team had booked their holidays um, for a couple of days after the group stage finished. So convinced were they that they were going home. And indeed, they did. I think this time they could get out of the group, partly because, as you've mentioned there's a possibility of three. I think it's a tough group they're in with England. You know, uh, Croatia are definitely no pushovers, but I think they might make it out of the group. Beyond that, of course, it's just the luck of the draw who they might end up against. Wales were the surprise package of the last Euros. They got to the semi-final on the back of some magnificent performances. Beating Belgium 3-1 in the quarter-final was quite remarkable. They're still relying on the same players. That's the slight problem. They're still relying on Aaron Ramsey, on Gareth Bale, on Ben Davis. And, and you know, have those guys got another tournament in them? I'm not sure. Okay. Let's see what happens, Jim. Always a pleasure talking to you. All the best to England. And uh, looking forward to a good Euros there starting tomorrow. Thanks, Teresa. All the best. Thanks, Jim White. They're speaking to us all the way from the UK, writer for the Daily Telegraph. He's also on social media if you want to follow him there. And yeah, I don't know if I want to pick a team for these Euros, but it's tough. But ah, me, I'm going with They're not going to win it. They're probably not going to win it, but I'm going to support Germany because SABC has been showing the Bundesliga and I'm now familiar with most of their players.